choosing a career in aviation. From flying a plane to building one, we speak to record-setting pilot Barrington Irving about the many options available in this exciting field and enhancing education by adding art to science, technology, and math. How changing the curriculum can improve critical thinking skills and help your child's overall learning. And a good Sunday morning to all of you out there. Thank you so much for watching NBC6 Voices. I'm Jawan Strader. Well, if you're thinking about a new career in the new year, perhaps one that can take you to new heights, you may want to consider working in aviation. I recently spoke with Barrington Irving. He's the first and only black person to fly solo around the world. We spoke about the perks of a career in aviation and why people of color should consider it. African-Americans have a long history of making contributions to the aviation industry. Pioneers including Emory Malik, Bessie Coleman, and the Tuskegee Airmen paved the way for other people of color to fly. But today, people of color are underrepresented when it comes to the racial makeup of America's professional pilots and flight engineers out there. Now, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, the overwhelming majority is white and male. 92% of pilots are white and 91% male. Fewer than 15% are Latino, Asian, and African American. Well, Miami's Barrington Irving recently or works tirelessly here to promote aviation. Now, in 2003, he became the youngest person and the first African-American to fly solo around the world doing his thing. Irving now heads Experience Aviation, where he introduces students to career opportunities in aviation. My man. Barrington Irving is here now with us today in studio, along with Florida Memorial Aviation student Devin Ray Hamilton. Welcome to the show this morning. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Okay, well, Devin, we're going to get to you in a moment. Right. Uh, but, you know, I'm going to drill Barrington here with some questions. You know, it's so funny, Barrington, man. You know, I, I interviewed you years ago, I think before you took the trip yes. around the world. One of the first, and, yeah. and you were saying you were going to do this, and it was so inspiring and it was unreal at the time and I was just hoping I'm like please I hope he does it I hope he doesn't give up and you didn't give up you no. made history my brother so how does it feel and what have you been doing ever since oh goodness it's, it's been a, a you know to fly around the world it was a grueling journey no weather <laughs> radar no de-icing um, it was extremely dangerous to yeah. take the record from 37 down to 23 but uh, quite honestly, I thought, okay, after flying around the world, I'll jump into the field. And then I just saw how many young people were inspired by it. And we just got more and more involved in education. So uh, we work with students, whether it's around flight programs, now even automotive programs, you know, using the principles of flight in a different facet. Right. Um, we have students build airplanes, race cars, and um, we're just very proud of what we've accomplished. And we also created the Flying Classroom because so many more students around the nation, um, they practically want to know how to use math and science. And that's, that, right. that, that's part of the challenge, right? And kids don't necessarily see what they learn in class, you know, they, they struggle to answer the question, when will I ever use this in life? And aviation is such a great platform to answer that. And let's go back now to the lack of minorities, though, in aviation. And, and we just went through those numbers there. But 
pretty pretty startling when you see the numbers and the lack of especially when it comes to African Americans and black blacks in aviation but you're changing that dynamic and you're changing that dy dynamic with someone that we have with us here today but before we start back with you how did you get involved being someone of color when you're getting a full ride to the University of Florida you could have been a Florida Gator man <laughs> to play football yeah. and you passed it up why because of a random chance meeting with an airline pilot. Um, I was in a store and I saw this guy dressed in uniform, looked really sharp. I'm saying to myself, this brother looks like he makes a lot of money. Had no clue what he did. <laughs> and he sees that I'm staring at him, walks over to me, says to me, hey son, have you ever thought about becoming a pilot? I said to him, I don't think I'm smart enough to fly a plane, but I asked him one pivotal question. I said, how much money do you make? And after he answered that question, I took an interest in aviation. Now keep in mind, I grew up less than two miles from Opelaka Airport. And it took a random chance meeting with this gentleman to launch my career in this field. And yes, there is a major shortage. There are more minorities and women now than they were you know, when I first got involved. Yeah. But what's amazing about this period and moment in time is that you know, recently Boeing did a study. We need over 700,000 pilots worldwide. Wow. We need over 600,000 pilot uh, um, mechanics as well worldwide. So the context of it is, yes, we need women, we need minorities, but the job opportunities are there, and that's the most fascinating thing Not just about to this. be a pilot. Yeah. I mean, there's so many other opportunities oh, there. But a lot of people would like to be a pilot, like Devin here. Yes. Uh, and, and Devin, I apologize, but we wanted to save the best for last. So uh, I apologize, I'm just not getting to you, but let's talk about that. How long now have you um, wanted to be a pilot? So I've wanted to become a pilot ever since I was a little kid. You know, growing up in Jamaica, I, don't, I wasn't exposed to many pilots around me. So the inspiration came from the very first commercial flight that I took from Kingston, Jamaica to Miami on our um, carrier Air Jamaica, which is no longer existent. But that kind of planted a seed in my in my mind and I'm like, okay, I'm going to be a pilot. I want to be a pilot. I'm going to be a pilot. And that's been well, my like goal that. ever since. And oh, how old were you back then? I was about 10 years old. So it was just a couple years ago. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Not too long ago. So, and how long have you been training now to become so a pilot? So I started my training last year mm -hmm. and I'm about halfway done with my first license. Wow, that's great. And how does it feel? Feels great. Actually. You're halfway done. Yeah. So, but that's just the first one. I know. Okay, I that's true. I have a long true. way to go. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but but how does it feel to be that close to your dream? Um, it's it's kind of surreal to be honest with you. Um, sometimes when I'm in uniform and I walk in places and people come up to me and ask me, "Oh, you're a pilot?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm in training, but you know, I'm working on it." And they're so amazed, honestly. And over the summer, I was volunteering at summer camps with um, Mr. Daryl Roberts. He's the um, owner of Safe South Florida um, Aviation Experience, and. Um, just being able to speak to those young children and inspire them and show them that there's so much more opportunities out there in the world, it was really amazing. And let's talk about the challenges that both of you face, mm -hmm. uh, being someone of color who wants to become a pilot out there. Because then you, you start looking at resources, the money. You talked about that, Barrington. Uh, there's a video of you talking about some of those resources and how much it costs and, you know, to come up with that money in order to get your license. Let's talk about those challenges. It, it is very challenging, but it's attainable. You just have to be focused 
and there are tons of opportunities out there. My, my journey, I, I couldn't afford to attend a four-year college immediately, so I first started at Broward College, then I transferred over to Florida Memorial University. And I was very fortunate in both situations. I was able to receive scholarships um, because of the need, and, and it can be done, whether mm -hmm. through, through school, through the military, whatever the case may be, um, it can absolutely be done. It can be done. Yeah. And Devin, do you feel that it can be done? Mm -hmm. I mean, you're halfway there, but you said, like you said, you still have a little ways to go. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely possible. What, what's, what do you want folks out there, especially there are other 10 year olds that are watching this oh, morning yes. and they're thinking the same way Devin was mm -hmm. thinking back then and the same same way Barrington may have been thinking as yeah. well. So what's the one thing you want them to take away from this conversation? Follow your dream, follow your heart, stick to your goal. I was looking on the Instagram this morning and I saw somebody post, whatever your goal is, write it down and stick to it and work to it every single day. And that's, that's my takeaway from and all That's of great this. advice. Barrington? I, I just think um, avia aviation is such a dynamic industry. You know, everyone looks at just becoming a pilot. There's such a need in the field for more than just pilots. And um, I think a lot of times children don't understand industry. They're taught about careers but they don't necessarily understand industry. And it's two different mindsets. And the more you can expose your children, the more that you can give them the freedom to explore, the more that you can really foster that growth. Um, it, it's vital because, you know, young people really connect with fields like this. They just don't have the exposure to it. And, I mean, you have living proof sitting here in between us. and. You know, the world is yours. It literally is. It's, it's just, do you want to see it from 30 or 50,000 feet? I love it. I love it. Well, the world is yours, and that's coming from a world record holder right there, Barrington Irving. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. Devin, thank you. Thank and you. I hope to have you back on when you get that license and you are a pilot. Thank you. Yes. So thank you both for joining oh, us this morning. Thank you. We'll be right back. Home watching a show, I'd want to see two people who I want to have coffee with. You two already have your chemistry. Yeah, okay. <laughs> the morning, it is such an intimate time. It's a time where you are with your family or you're making breakfast or you're making lunch for the kids getting out the door. Yeah. And there's news that you need to know. Viewers, they trust us. They're watching us because they want to be informed. They're intelligent people who want to be involved in their communities. The best way that we put it is we want to inform you but also inspire you. NBC6 Today and the Today Show. Wake up with us and win your morning. Inspiring children to learn more about science, technology, engineering, and math, or STEM, can help put them on the road to academic and professional success. And experts say that learning takes off when the arts are added to that mix. STEAM is an educational approach that adds the arts into the more familiar science, technology, engineering, mathematics that make up the STEM model. STEAM programs may include any of the performing language or visual arts like dance, drama, painting, design, photography, and writing. And with me now to talk more about the benefits of STEAM education are Anike Sakariyawo and Sanaa Baker. 
Yes, I got that right. You sure I feel did. good. I got the name <laughs> down. And to. and so now she's a she's a tenth grade Honey Shine student. And welcome to the show this morning. Thanks for thank having, you us. having us. Yeah, thank you for coming. Up. So before we start with you and we talk about Honey Shine and everything else, and uh, we get to that, let's go ahead and talk about the program first. Steam, okay? Because we're so used to hearing about STEM, but you're talking about including the arts. Why? Why? Because when you think about STEM, just the engineering piece alone, you do a lot of prototyping, you're sketching. So that's, to me, is part of the arts. And when you think about art, art is pretty much similar to engineering design because you start off with thinking about a problem, how you're going to fix it. And usually people, when they, they're painting and, and they're writing, they're usually thinking about a different plot, a climax. So some of those same terminologies are intertwined with the part of engineering. And then you can incorporate the technology. So why not include the art because science is an art. But there is a need there for minorities to be involved in STEM or STEAM in general, period. Yes, it is. It's, it's, a, it's a def, definitely a need there. Um, and if you look at some of the data based on minorities being involved in STEM and or STEAM, the numbers are pretty low. They are. Yeah. And why? Why do you think so? I think because of exposure and lack of resources. Um, a lot of times, just as my experience as a teacher, teaching high school kids, um, if they're asked what they want to be when they grow up, sometimes they do know, most of the times they don't. And I think that has a lot to do with exposure and resources. And very true. And you know, you partner with several organizations yes. that learn a little bit more about STEAM, STEM. Yes. Uh, and one of those organizations happens to be HoneyShine, yes. which is a great organization. Yes, I love and all they do with the community, we we know all about uh, the Morning Foundation mm -hmm. and what they do. So, and, and with us, we have a very bright and intelligent 10th grader because when you hear her speak, you're going to understand why. Uh, so, Sana, how, how long were you involved in this particular program where you learned a little bit more about STEM? I've been with Honeyshine for three years since I was going into eighth grade. And I, it was over the summers only. And then when I was going into ninth grade, I had joined the after-school programs, mm -hmm. but I've really started going um, this year. Because we're talking off-camera. You're telling me some things you did, and I'm, I don't even know how to do. So you're talking about coding. What else did you learn? Uh, well, we did learn to code the mini Spiros via an app, and we would figure out which way we would go. We also learned to fly drones, and it was a lot of trial and error with that. Sometimes, you know, the fans on the drones, they wouldn't be working. We'd have to find another one. The batteries wouldn't be charged. <laughs> and also we did egg incubation. So some of us would build the egg incubators. And one time we also planned out an idea for a, dr a delivery drone. And we had to do a bunch of research which to figure out what the payload would be, how heavy it would be, what kind of blades we would need and all of that. Now, you see, you're already talking over my head right now. I mean, you're, you're going deep here because you're talking that, that STEM talk, that STEAM talk. Did you enjoy it? Did you enjoy it? Especially, well, you're in the 10th grade, man. You're supposed to be playing video games and stuff like that. You're not supposed to be learning this stuff, yet you are learning this stuff. Did you find it interesting? Of course. This what, is very what, what, what? It's a very interesting part? topic. It's about, it's a lot of just like trial and error. That's one of the most interesting parts to me because life is a lot of trial and error. So then you get to experience life through the window of technology. Okay, I told you, I told you this is a, <laughs> she is bright, I told you, I told you, don't mess with her, she's bright. Okay, so is this something that you're going to, is this a field that you're going to go into because you told me off camera you're thinking about something else now? Uh, 
um, it was a possible choice for me at, at the time, but I did decide on to go into sociology because I wanted to travel with the job that I did, and I started looking up jobs I could travel with, and then I would see the list of stuff and then research what would go into it, and I found out sociology, and I was like, I've never heard of that before. What is it? <laughs> Why is it there? And then I looked it up and then found out that it was people who study society and what the world is and how the world works. I, and I, I found like, that very interesting because I've always wondered why things are the way they are. And I've had a bunch right. of questions. This is this kid. is unbelievable here. I just love that. I love hearing about that because honestly, that is what you're supposed to do uh, when you're in high school and you're a freshman, sophomore, junior, senior. But sometimes we just end up doing our own thing. So mm -hmm. I'm very impressed by that. We're going to get back to you in just a moment. But when you hear that, Anike, when you hear, first of all, we know that Sanaa is very special. We could just tell just right. by listening to her speak and mm -hmm. everything else. But her joy, and she was talking about the coding. She was talking about some of the things that I didn't even understand. But that shows that she's getting something out of it. Right. And so that experience, it just makes me so happy because my purpose is to make sure that kids are exposed to things that they probably won't be exposed to yeah. in school. And this is just coming from a, a teacher perspective. Everything that we do, we look at the standards from the ne uh, next generation of science standards. Yes. And then um, I uh, look online and find something. I say, you know what, this may be cool. Let me order eggs, uh, quail eggs and an incubator and see if I can hatch these eggs at home and I did. And you did. So that taught oh, me that goodness. if you do this with children, they can see that they can produce a farm, a forest, a food forest. If they don't have food, they can produce a farm at their home. They don't actually need to be on a farm to have one. And a 2019 survey asked 3,000 educators out there about STEAM. Now, the majority feel that STEAM in elementary classrooms is growing. 75% of STEAM educators regularly co collaborate with business or industry partners, with many having guest speakers about STEAM careers in their schools right there. About a quarter of respondents see virtual reality and coding as areas where they see the most promise for student instruction. I'm going to leave uh, Sanaa with the last word here. What do you have to say to everyone out there, especially uh, maybe teenagers out there that may be thinking about STEAM or STEM? Is it boring? Of course not. It's not boring. It's definitely something you should research and look at and just think about a bit more because I never knew what I wanted to do until I started looking up like what I wanted to do with life and then finding a way to do that through a job and finding a window. It's just you find something that you're interested in and then you find a window, an outlet to do it with and you should be fine. Thank you so much. Very well said. You sure you're not running for president one day? <laughs> oh my goodness. Anike Shana, thank you guys thank for joining for me this morning. Us. And for yes. more information on SEEK, check the website at SEEKEDU.org or call 305-639-0142. All right, and before we go to break, there's a local STEAM-related event that we want to tell you about. Be sure to grab a pen and paper here. It's called Black Architects in the Making. It takes place tomorrow from 4 to 6 p.m. at Mary Saunders Park in West Park. Students ages 8 to 15 are welcome. They'll receive an introduction to architecture, build paper towers, take part in a question-and-answer session, and learn about mentorship and scholarship opportunities. The program seeks to target black students, but anyone out there is welcome to attend. 
All right, we want to tell you about the Voices podcast. You can listen to the show's episodes anytime and anywhere. Be sure to subscribe to Voices on the Apple Podcast app. All right, well, that's it for our show today. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook. And you can also message us on social media as well if you have a story idea. And before we go, remember, education is the key to success. If you believe, you will succeed. We'll see you next time. Have a great weekend.